Prologue In the early morning hours, with the stars dotted across a fading black sky, the air was still and thick and shadowless. Turning on a lamp, he walked toward her and then stood over her, his thin shadow stretching across her body. She lay motionless, as fragile as a locust shell. It seemed if he touched her, she would crumble into dust. He could not tell if she was cold. Her hands had been icy since she was in her thirties, but he pulled the blanket to her chin anyway. It was like tucking in a child. Except there would not be any wishes for sweet dreams. The dream was ending, slowly and painfully. In another room, his dinner was long since chilled. He had no appetite, and she couldn't insist he do anything anymore. I haven't eaten he said aloud suddenly. Not a bite. She stirred and let out the faintest breath, a hiss that sounded like a deflating bicycle tire. He looked at the clock. In a little under an hour, the nurse would arrive, the only other person besides the two of them to come to this place. She'd agreed to work off the books. Another hiss. Then her eyes opened, wide as if she'd been dropped out the window of an eight-story building. Her gaze frantically searched the ceiling. Looking for someone? He smiled gently. She tried to lift a hand, but the weight of the sheet and the blanket kept it tucked away. Why am I still here? Her voice was raspy and unkind, weighed down by spite. He couldn't answer. He didn't have the answer. Why am I still here? Her eyes had turned cloudy. They used to be blue and clear, like an afternoon sky. Now they were gray as gravel. You have no right, he said. No right at all. He was not a man easily driven to anger, but it was the only emotion he felt these days. I have every right, she said, her watery eyes looking into his. He stepped away from the bed, stared at her from a safe distance. Was he capable of this? He dropped to his knees, pressing a fist against his mouth to keep himself from screaming. It was horrific pain either for her or for him. Which would he choose? Because ultimately, in a quiet, empty corner of his mind, he knew he believed that a soul could be damned. The misery of it all was more than he could take. He had not understood until now what it meant to suffer. She called his name angrily, in a tone he'd never guessed she was capable of. Over and over she called out to him, then cursed and cursed again. In the thirty-five years he'd known her, she had not uttered a curse word once. His legs were shaky from age and burden, but he managed to stand again. She turned her head when he stepped in front of the bedside lamp, sensing he'd returned. Her hair was stringy and clumped, what was left of it. At the crown, it was wispy, her white scalp showing like she had mange. All the memories they shared were gone. They meant nothing now. He couldn't have imagined it, but the meaning of their love had trickled through his hands, puddling at his feet like dirty water.
and even though he'd known her for most of his years, her foul mouth repulsed him, and her request had rendered her unrecognizable to him. He thought he heard someone at the door. He checked his watch and listened. Margaret, please, Margaret. But it was silent again. She'd managed to get her hand out from the covers and was grasping the air, clawing at it with her gnarled fingers. Her nails had grown thick and rough and yellow. The veins in her arms, blue and rigid, appeared to sit atop her skin instead of underneath. I know you're nearby, she whispered. I'm always nearby, he replied.